Hi fam, I'm Katie. And this is Ginny. And we are the Gabby Girls. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Gabby Girls, episode 27. Bananas. How crazy. <laughs> like, seriously. Really crazy. <laughs> Love that for us. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. 2024. 2024. I keep writing the wrong date. Like, I keep writing 23 still. Mm, I can't say that I have. I yeah, think. I've done it a, a couple few times. <laughs> And also, like at work, I was typing. I was typing in the date wrong, and like my for- was messing up my formulas for things. Mm, and I'm like, oh, yep. wrong year. <laughs> yeah, it's so wild. I don't know. Do you feel you probably don't because you're you? But I was like kind of realizing like how much pressure people put on themselves because of this new year or because of a, a date change. And I don't do you know, do that? that? Um. I sometimes can like buy – I can catch myself buying into it probably a little bit too much and then I like check myself because I'm just like, okay, like what do we really want to change? You know, like really like, you know, like if, like put society to the side and really like ask yourself like what about yourself do you want to change or what do you want to get better? And there isn't usually something major. Last year I wanted to get in more fit. I've done that. You know, I think like two days ago was my first – was my year anniversary of my first Pilates class and I've stayed really consistent with it. So I'm really proud of that. Thanks. But like, other than that, I feel like I'm always a work in progress and I'm always kind of self-reflecting. And so I don't know. I just like, I was feeling pressure to like manifest and write all my stuff down and do a year in review and set all these goals. And I just was like feeling exhausted and that was daunting to me. And then I was like, don't do it then. Fuck it. doesn't matter. Yeah. I also just think like you you could work on yourself at any time if there's something about yourself you want to change just do it you don't have to wait till the new year like I don't I mean I don't yeah I don't really it doesn't have a a big hold on me at all not a lot of weight it's more of just like I don't know I feel like I do those things all the time so it's not it's not anything crazy that the the calendar switched yeah. And I do – I know what you mean. Like a lot of people do that. They're like, oh, it's a new year, new me. But also it's the same you. You could just – you know, you could be a new you any day. Yeah. And, and like, why are we know. waiting until the very end of the year to like look at ourselves? I don't know. Right. That's, I don't know. I don't then, really like, get it. I don't know. And then I think it's like a lot of pressure to like – because, you know, like whatever the rate is of people who go to the start the gym in January and don't make yeah. it past the first two weeks. Like it just – I feel like we just all put so much pressure on ourselves to be an idealistic version of ourselves. And we expect that to all happen within like the first two weeks of the new year. And I don't know. I'm a proponent for small changes, small steps to big change instead of expecting yourself to like on January 1st, 2024 – be a vegan, lose 20 pounds, you know, focus more, stop yelling at your kids, like whatever your goal is. I feel like it's like very unrealistic to just expect you're going to wake up one day and just change instead of putting small little incremental steps that will actually make you succeed. Yeah. I also think that over the holidays, people really overindulge like on food, on drinking, on, you know, their bad habits. So then, and I know that like if I have a week where I'm just like, 
acting bad, treating my body like shit or whatever. Towards the end of it, I'm always like, okay, on Monday, I'm going to do this and that. And so I feel like that really rolls people into the first of the year on mm-hmm. a large scale. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We got to like, as a society, fix the whole like treating ourselves bad. I think that's yeah, like Yeah. We- <laughs> it's like, I don't, it's so annoying that we, like what's fun is like eating and drinking and treating your body like shit basically. And it's just like the whole world is doing it for two weeks every year, you know? Yeah. I think if you like, I don't know, I guess like I look like I looked at like, cause I don't really fall into that rut, but Boyd does. Yeah. Like Boyd I don't really very, either, but I, I see like if Boyd has like three cookies the next day, he like feels guilty about it. And we're like really working on that because oh. I just, I, that's very unhealthy and not sustainable. And I like, just like, I, I try to break it down to him. I'm like, okay, what in this cookie is making you feel guilty? It's butter. It's sugar. It's flour an egg and some vanilla bean like is it you know like you eat butter every single day you have a little bit of sugar every day like sure we shouldn't be eating like 10 cookies every single day but like there's not something that's bad or unhealthy or hurtful in this food it's just the association that you have with the word cookie in your brain and Mm -hmm. so like we need to reframe that because it's it's you're not going to die. You're not going to gain 10 pounds. It's not going to set you back for all the years you've put in the gym. It's literally just your brain lying to you. And we need to tell your brain to shut up. Wow. That just flashed me back to like having an eating disorder for my whole life. (laughs) Mm. Like I just remember every single piece of food that I would put in my body, I'd be thinking about like all day, all the time. Like if I ate exactly that, like if I ate a cookie, I'd be running after or something whoa, I don't do that anymore. That's crazy to like, remember what that feels like. Yeah. I was it's, thinking- not, it's so dramatic. And it's like, when you're in it, it doesn't feel that way. It's just, that's, that's how your brain is working at the moment, but it's like not yeah. important. Yeah. No, it's not. I went yeah. to breakfast with a friend yesterday and, um, you know, like being in Florida, like acai bowls are everywhere. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I was like, oh, she was like, what are you going to get? And I said, I'm going to get an acai bowl. And she was like, really? Miss Fitness? Like, you're going to eat all that sugar in the morning? And I just was like, yeah, I deserve it. Like, I don't care. And like, yeah. I what? thought about that afterwards, like when I got home hours later. And I was like, you know, I'm so happy that I have this relationship where I can say I, I honestly don't care about putting that in my body in the morning because I've been on the opposite end of that where I am so controlling of what I'm eating. Hyper aware. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thinking about the calories, thinking about how much sugar. And I like this, this more relaxed version of me so much more than the hyper vigilant, hyper controlling Katie, which I can like easily slide into. Yeah. I was talking about this with my mom this morning, actually. She was saying, she was like, I don't, she's like, I maybe have one or two friends that, have a healthy relationship with food and just like how, how it affects them mentally. And that's crazy. Like crazy. Same. Did she have any insight on it? Like, you know, being like a six year old woman, does she say, did she say anything about it? No, she doesn't really have a healthy relationship. Like I I think a lot of people struggle with it of just, you know, like it's, I think people feel shame sometimes too, from if they eat too much or they eat something that they feel they shouldn't have. And it's, it's a generational thing, you know, um, like that's how I grew up. 
so I had to unlearn that myself with a lot of work and it feels so good for me to be able to just go about my business and not be chained to my thoughts of food. And like, I don't even really have any advice on it either. It's so, because it's such a personal thing, personal experience for each human being, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I have no advice, but no, I just, I just think of the foods that make me feel good. That's, you know, and oftentimes it's vegetables, beans, lentils, home cooked meals that I know exactly what's going into it. That like helps my control, you know, like that. Yeah. That's like my healthy side of control. Cause I'm like, okay, sure. Like I get to eat a piece of bread with dinner, but I also know exactly what's in this bread because I made this bread, you know, or whatever, you know, I feel like, I don't know if it's health. I don't know if I'm, I think I'm pretty healthy with food, but you know, like I think you just have to find your own balance on what works for you and your brain. Yeah. And also know that it's okay to eat cookies sometimes because that's, and bread. it's also that is good for your mental, <laughs> you know, and sometimes I have a meal brain. That's, that's not necessarily healthy, but like, that's what I needed. Yeah. And you know, like our brain is fat. That's like what your brain is. Your brain is made up of fat. Your brain needs fat. So like, you know, if you're, if you're craving fat, like eat, eat some fat. It mm-hmm. is good for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had my, my roommate in Tampa she would always be have comments on like fat. She'd be like, oh, there's so much trans fat in that, so much saturated. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? I'm like, shut up, <laughs> eat the avocado and go know. away. Yeah, yeah, like literally, we don't even like you know. It's everything's changing. Like every, mm-hmm. you know, like food science. I feel like changes every single year. You never really know what's good for you. So it's just like I think you just have to go off base with what works for your body. Like I will avoid- say, whatever your doctor's recommending is probably not what the answer is. So one thousand percent. I I don't know if I've talked about this, but my doctor gave me this worksheet basically that had a list of all these like high fiber foods and there's like a Mm. Big Mac on it, things like that. I'm like, what? Why are you recommending that to people? Like, what? Excuse me? How how much did McDonald's pay for this worksheet to be distributed throughout America? Yeah, that's (laughs) insane. Um, Yeah, no, that's insane. Uh, Just... I guess like the last thing I want to say on this is, you know, like I've said I'm pretty much vegetarian. I would say more pescatarian, but I really do just eat like vegetables mostly and carbs. Like that really works for me. And that makes me feel my best self. Boyd, on the other hand, he eats mostly meat. Like he can't eat chicken and eggs as we've discussed. And so his diet really is red meat, a little bit of vegetables. And that's, you know, and he eats turkey and tuna and stuff like that but like he really is meat heavy and that's just like what works for his body he doesn't get inflammation he doesn't get bloated where everybody's different yeah and it's just i think you just like if you find a routine that works for you food wise like screw what you think is right just go with it if it's working it's working Mm -hmm. don't eat big macs every day but you know (laughs) (laughs) right please (laughs) yeah (laughs) Wait, last thing. I saw it today on Instagram and it's it's so wild. How do you think when like let's say someone loses 20 pounds, where does that 20 pounds go in your mind? I shit it out. <laughs> I don't know. No, yeah. your body burns it. Right. But where does what do you like you know like is it like it's osmosis? Fuel. Like Okay, so 16% of fat is like pee and pooped out. Mm-hmm. And like cells are, you know, filtering it out. 84% is CO2. So we're, you breathe out the weight that you burn. That's so silly. That's so wild. Yeah. Really interesting. Everything is just energy. 
Yes. Our yeah. bodies are amazing. Our bodies mm-hmm. are just absolutely amazing. Um, okay. So crazy. Welcome back for Korea. Thank you. <sighs> She's in America, guys. <laughs> yeah. Stateside. <laughs> All right. So um, I know I've been dying to know, and I'm sure our listeners have too. Why were you in Korea? Um, I went to visit a man. (laughs) Uh, I'm embarrassed. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I did. You had an opportunity to visit a man. That's fantastic. Yes. Um, Okay. And as we know, Ginny, this was her second time traveling outside of the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, When she first told me she was going, I was like, what an insane plot twist to, to... go on like a 16-hour flight so can you tell us about like the logistics how was of course. planning for this trip what was it yeah tell me about okay it. so i also will say it's so funny that i have like done some traveling this year because for the two years before this i basically didn't leave my home <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then i just traveled across the world but yeah so i will say that I didn't do a whole lot of planning for my travel until, you know, like a couple of days before when I was like, what do I need? And I was kind of trying not to think about it because that's how I navigate. <laughs> you know, if it's going to stress me out, I don't need it to stress me out until it's the time. Um, so I didn't, not a whole lot of like planning and whatnot went into the trip and what was going to happen there. Um, mm-hmm. But the travel and the travel actually was, was fine. It was pretty easy. I was really, really worried. So I had three flights. So I flew from Boston to Dallas, Dallas to Tokyo, Tokyo to Seoul, Korea. And I was really worried about that switch in Tokyo because Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, you know, I've never really left. Yeah. 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 And I didn't know what it was going to be like there. Also my dad, when I told him, you know, where my flight change was, he laughed and he was like, ha, I got lost in that airport and I ended up having to be rerouted to Paris and it took me 40 hours to get home. So I had that in the back of my head. I'm like, this is going to be crazy. Right. I don't, I don't know, but it was fine. I, the guy sitting next to me on the plane, like when I got off, I was looking, I shouldn't say guy. He was a young, nice young man. He was in college. (laughs) Uh, When I got off, he was like, are you going to Seoul? And I was like, yeah. He goes, you look lost. Come with me. And so he, I did, I went, I went with him. <laughs> he showed me right where I needed to be. And it was kind of crazy because the Tokyo airport is like up and down a mm-hmm. lot of ups and downs. Like you go up okay. and then you walk and then you go back down. Like it was kind of confusing, but um, was yes. it well organized? Very well organized. Mm-hmm. But I probably I was wouldn't s- have found where I needed to go if that guy didn't help. I mean, I would have figured it out eventually. But were there signs in English or no? Um, some, yeah, like sure. toilets and the numbers are but the like same. terminal, yeah, obviously. but like terminal and stuff like that. Uh, so there's every all the signs there besides like the gate number were electronic. So there's like okay, you know, screens everywhere and there it would just show you like the numbers like 135 through 40 and an arrow so i would have figured it out and like up or things like that i would have figured it out eventually but it was easier to have someone yeah it was so nice it really helped me and then on the way back it was much easier too because he kind of showed me like how to how to navigate it did you Um, have google translate downloaded so you could like scan the apps or the signs and read yeah i i didn't use it 
didn't sure. really use it at all. Um, didn't need to, but yeah, the flight was so like the 13, I think it was maybe closer to 14, 14 hour flight. I slept for a lot of it and listened to music podcasts and it was fine. Um, and then, and the, the next, my last flight from Japan to Korea, that plane was so nice. It was only two hours. I had a couple beers <laughs> Nice. and, and sitting next to a different college kid and he ordered a beer and I go, I didn't know what it was. It was like a different brand that I've never seen. And I was like, oh, what's that? Mm-hmm. And he goes, it's a beer. Get one. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, and also just there's a 14-hour time time difference. So, you know, I was traveling for like 20 hours. But by the time you get there, it's like 35. Day, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The time change is so crazy. Like on the way home, it was really crazy because my first flight was at 7.50 on Tuesday and my last flight was at 7.50 on Tuesday. <laughs> so weird. So weird. Yeah. Like I did Tuesday twice. Okay. So can you confirm that the earth is round and not flat? <laughs> no. Can't confirm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So you land in Seoul, Korea. Mm-hmm. Is it wild? Is it just like, is it just very surreal to be like, oh my God, I'm in Korea? So landing at the airport wasn't that crazy. It's just an airport. But I will say just like driving to where we were going, I was like enamored. I think (laughs) I just, there's so many lights and signs and, you know, Korean language is like, it's all symbols. Characters, yeah. Characters. And my brain just like couldn't compute. So the first couple days I was pretty overwhelmed. But yeah. it was it's really cool. It was a really cool place, Korea. And were you in the city or were you in like the suburbs? In a city. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not like an hour from Seoul. And it, it was really – there's just so much to do. Like there's sh- all these different restaurants and shops and vendors and everything. It's really, really interesting. Was there like – was there a lot of traffic? Were there police sirens? What was kind of Oh, like there's the... no police. It's also very safe. There's CCTV everywhere. So everything is under surveillance. Like you never mm-hmm. see police. Only maybe military police pop in mm-hmm. and out of the bars and stuff just to make sure their people yeah. are behaving. Sure. Um, that's who took away Santa. So on Christmas Eve, on Christmas Eve, I went out. I'm only, you know, I sent you the video, but on Christmas Eve, I went out and there was like a drunk Santa in this bar. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was so funny. And the police took him. The military police. <laughs> I'm sure they just took him home or maybe to get his stomach pumped. But <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's no police on the road. Okay. Never. What was what was the um, what was like Korean fashion like? A lot of chunky shoes, a lot of puffer okay. coats. It's really cold there. I mean, it's like being here colder probably, but a lot of puffer coats and big pants. Okay. So similar to like what America is right now. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay. And did you see like a lot of American influence or did you feel like it was like kind of its own world? So there was a lot of English, like at mm-hmm. a lot of the restaurants, there's like an English caption or like note footnote or something like that. So, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's, yeah, that was pretty much everywhere. Like there was a little bit of, there's help. Um, I mean more like with, um, like when I went to Dubai, 
all of like the plastic surgery places because it's so prolific there. Mm-hmm. All of them were like American plastic surgery. Look oh, like American. No. Like it was okay. Didn't all see right. that. So you felt like pop culture was like very South Korean versus like Americanized. Yeah. And especially in Seoul. So the city that I was in, it wasn't – I don't know. It it wasn't – definitely wasn't Americanized. But there was a lot more like American help there, if you will. Not American. Mm-hmm. English. Like there's yeah. a lot of restaurants and stuff named in English, right? Sure. Yeah. Most of them. And then when you go to Seoul, it's not like that at all. It's everything is in Korean. Like the billboards, every store, restaurant, unless it's like a brand name, like the North Face or something like that, you know? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And did you um did you try like McDonald's or KFC or anything like I in did. Korea? Did you- okay, I had tell McDonald's. Me what you thought. Okay, so they had mozzarella sticks at McDonald's. They were really good. <laughs> they were so good. They were. And then they had they had different things. Like they had a shrimp burger and mm. which I didn't have I didn't have that. I I think no, I just had yeah. mozzarella sticks and like chicken nuggets probably. Okay. I was drinking when I when I had that. Um, no, it's like it's one of my favorite things to do is go to McDonald's in other countries. But the McDonald's was popping all the time. Yeah, they're always popping. Yeah, crazy. And they had like they had I don't know about in South Korea, but like in Europe and stuff, like you know how the touch order screens are like very normalized now in America. Mm-hmm. At McDonald's, those were in Europe like 5 years ago, 6 years ago. Yeah, they so, had those at a lot of places. Yeah, so like that really like, and I feel like that's just becoming normalized in America now. Like, you can still go to McDonald's and not find them, whereas, like, everywhere in Europe, they have, like, the touch screens. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, and you can choose your convenient. language on it, which was which nice. Great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you do, like, did you get any case skincare? Did you get your color analysis? Like, what did you do that is, like, Okay. Korean? So, <laughs> I will say this. I was overwhelmed. I like everywhere that we went for shopping wise, I could, I should have done a lot of shopping there. I could have, should have had the opportunity, went to the mall one day. That was a wild, wild West, but I was just so overwhelmed that I couldn't, I couldn't like focus on anything in particular, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it does, but I, I really didn't do a lot of shopping. I did a lot of browsing, but I did get some skincare, I, which is pretty amazing. I didn't get my color matched or anything, but I did go to this, I don't know, this skincare shop, which puts Sephora to shame. Like it was, there was so much stuff in there. And luckily there was like another American woman in there shopping. And she was like, let me show you my favorite things. So she helped me, mm. which was cool. And I got a few things, which are just uh, incredible. To be honest, like Mm -hmm. I got this pore serum and I noticed in like two days that it was helpful. I got this. So cool. Yeah, I know. I got a serum for your hair that really helped too. Like just everything was quality. What's their currency? It's not yen, right? Um, Juan. Juan. And do you like, did you take note, like, you know, like a sandwich in America is like seven to $10. Did you see what pretty similar okay pretty similar in prices interesting you would think it'd be cheaper yeah but pretty similar i think some things are cheaper like the cost of living there is much cheaper like Mm. housing wise but yeah as far as food and all of that i mean i don't know maybe it was cheaper because i do think went to a couple nice dinners that here would have been 
outrageous. Hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't know. But most of it I felt was comparable. Um, <laughs> 75 cents to every thousand dollar one there. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love currency like that because then you feel so rich. I know. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, here's $1, but it's only costing me 75 cents. <laughs> or, but it, no, or like, it's like 20,000 You're like, yeah. oh my God, just mm-hmm. dropping 20K, no big deal. <laughs> I hate that though. Like, let's just drop a couple zeros. We don't need all these. I like it. <laughs> I like it a whole lot. <laughs> um, and then as far as Korean stuff that I did, I did a couple things. I went to this Korean market, which was just like blocks and blocks of vendors and like vegetables and fish and meat and pastries and coffee and handmade spoons. And that was really cool. Mm. And then went to a fortress Mm. one day where like the King used to live in there. And that's dope. Yeah. It was really cool. I think we walked like six miles because we walked the, basically the whole perimeter, I think of the fortress. And it was just, it was so crazy. The architecture is just so intricate and like the colors and all that and then we went to seoul one day and did a tour a guided tour which i'm really glad we did that because it's not otherwise i would have just walked aimlessly you know so i couldn't make up my mind about anything i'm like i don't even know overwhelmed (laughs) i love that you got like bits of history yeah right things i would never know is south korea a democracy i don't know what their government type is I was wondering that. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I should have looked it up. But I was like, hmm, I wonder what their government is like. <laughs> yeah. I um, Did you... T- go ahead. You go ahead. I don't remember. I was going to say, did you think about going to the DMZ? Which is like the... If people don't know, it's like the in-between mm-hmm. part between North Korea and South Korea where tourists are allowed to go, albeit it's very, very strict. And you, you don't get to really do anything. You just stand and look. I wanted to go there. It just didn't happen. Next time I go, yeah. I'll, I'll go back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. like, I don't know. I like, I, I'm sure you do too, because we're very similar. I just have such a fascination with going places that a lot of people haven't gone. Like, I really want to go to Cuba just because. I like, want to go to not- Cuba too. Not just because people don't go there. I just think the culture there and, you know, the colors and all of it. I want to go see it. Yeah. I th- it's a mix for me, but I want to go because like not a lot of Americans have gone and I just like want to, I just find, you know, like, I don't you know. You can I go very easily from Florida. I don't, are we allowed to go? I'm, I think, I, I remember when we I was living there. and then we weren't. Oh, so maybe not anymore. I remember when I was I living there, there was like, you could take a ferry, like a boat. When Obama was president, he opened it up and then I think it got closed. Mm. I don't know if it's open again. Yeah. I, I know, know like how people were doing it is they would fly to Canada and then they would fly to Oh wow. Cuba. That's a hike. Yeah. Yeah. If if it's an easy if I can just get there in an hour or a half, I would I'll I'll do that for a weekend. Like Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Don't trust me on that. Come to think no, I'll look it, it up. I know you definitely could. Yeah. That that'd be so dope. Yeah. Boyd would love that too. Oh my god. Driving around in like one of those like old cars. He would You could even so do cool. a day trip, you know? Hell it's yeah. It's not that yeah, far. Just like a little staycation, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah beep beep <laughs> um i've watched travel bloggers who have gone to north korea and i just want to go because i just want to feel how creepy it is like that's i have like no interest wanna... in that 
just none. because of the government or just because of like none? Yeah, all of it. And I also just think, I don't know, the people in North Korea have such a hard life that I know to go there just to experience it feels bad. Mm, like a zoo? Yeah, it doesn't feel right. Like I wouldn't, I don't think I'd ever do that. This one travel blogger I follow, he did it. He was smart. He like, you have to sign up for a tour. You have to get vetted. There's like a lot of process to be able to get there. But then what he did is he, he planned his trip around a marathon and he signed up for the marathon so that he could get away from the tour group Mm. and so that he could actually like interact and talk with actual North Koreans. And he just said it was like the wildest experience seeing like this country that's almost bare like there's no people you know he's like you just go like around like where like the city center is in the middle of the day and there's no people yeah it's just so weird Mm -hmm. and probably sad like i've i've read about it and stuff and people who have visited and they most of the comments are everyone's stomach hurts there because they're hungry and Mm. like that's sad i don't yeah it's sad yeah yeah i know i hope i hope that changes in our lifetime i hope that country actually becomes like a real country Mm -hmm. yeah um boyd and i are having a hard time figuring out where we want to go in like for a trip this year go to korea (laughs) it's a long flight (laughs) i it is a long flight i loved it though i thought it was like so and granted i haven't really been anywhere (laughs) so you know i what do i know i just work here but i i thought it was so cool and also Wait, one more thing I want to say is there's yeah. not a lot of people that look like me where yeah. where we were going, you know. We were, we went to this bar quite a bit, like just to have a couple beers or whatever. And the bartenders, every time I'd walk in, would be like, oh, hi, and like hug me. And at first I was like, oh, that's so funny, like that they remember me. And then I realized nobody looks like me. Of course me. they don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, how could they possibly miss me, you know? <laughs> Did you have like – People take photos of you and like hand you their baby and stuff like that. Not really. I had the only person that took a picture of me was when we were in the airport. That kid that helped me in mm-hmm. Tokyo. He he said he was like, "Can I take a picture of you? My mom would love you." I was like, "Sure." <laughs> so I Aww. smiled. That's cute. <laughs> um, but that was really it. And then there was like another bar we went to. The bartender there was like, "You're beautiful." I'm like, thank you. Like, mm. I don't know, but yeah, it was it was pretty funny. And just that realization I- too of like. Oh, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it the craziest feeling to own like to be around people that don't look like you? Kind of. I I didn't really realize till after. I think I will really? say like when we went to the when we went to the mall, I was very very aware of what was going on, um, and it was kind of it was kind of strange a strange feeling. Like we went to the mall, and it's it was eight floors, and just a zoo. Like it yeah. was crazy. There's so like I can't imagine what it looked like before Christmas, actually, because this was after Christmas that we went. Like, it was just insane. They're always packed, though. Yeah, it, every floor. It's was just packed. It's every floor, every like store. Not- mm-hmm. And there's so many malls too. Like we went to one. There's there's tons of them. It's because it's like, uh, at least for the Chinese government, it's something for people to do. Like yeah. there's so many people in China that they. Like when I went to China, I went to a 30 story mall and it starts like out with like what? the first, the first floor is like a movie theater. 
Mm-hmm. And then it's like arcades and then it's like laser tag and bowling. And then it's like three floors of food courts. And then the higher you go, like the more luxurious of stores. So like you yeah. have like Zara and H&M and like the middle. And then like the top one is like Hermes and Louis Vuitton. And right. it it's just like literally a place, like I said, in China's case, for people to go because there are so many people and like the government doesn't know what to do with so many people. Mm. And that's like why in China, I don't know if it's the same in South Korea, but like Shanghai, at least, is pristine because so many people are hired just to sweep the streets. Oh, it like, was so these, clean in Korea. Even they're wearing like neon suits and they're just like up there picking up every like someone flicks a cigarette, so two people rush over to pick up the cigarette butt. Yeah, like, it was that. Yeah, it's not necessarily like that where I was, but it was so clean. There's always people out cleaning, sweeping, and picking things up. And then like it snowed a couple days and people were just out shoveling the sidewalks, everything the whole time. So there's nothing. So- yeah. Yeah. It was wild. Um, but so in the mall, this one that we went to was like one floor would be for women and would have, you know, like Zara and all the stores. And then the next floor or maybe another one up would be for men and had the Weird. same stores, but men's clothes. Yeah. So you couldn't shop for both in one store, in any any store, really. Even in like they had a, the department size, like the department store. Um, same same thing. It's like this floor is for men. This floor is for women. This floor is for children and lingerie. <laughs> It's forced for food. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's super weird. Did you notice if there was like any like LGBTQ plus culture? Is that like a thing? Do you know? I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. Because like I don't... In, in Chinese, there's not even a word for gay. Mm. Yeah. I guess I didn't really notice. So probably not. Yeah. I I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not. A, I don't know. What was like your what's like your standout like. Was it a food you tried, place you went? Like, what was your, like, standout thing from the trip? Uh, And did you try any, like, super cool food? Did you try, like, something super unique? I tried it. Honestly, everything was amazing. It's not really one thing that stands out. But I tried everything. I was trying all sorts of stuff. I ate a quail egg. Mm -hmm. And I will say I threw up that night. So (laughs) I, I don't know. I didn't keep the quail egg down. I ate this, like red soup. I don't know what it's called, but I, it, there was a ton of stuff in it, ton of interesting things. It was just like, I didn't even know what I was pulling out. Like um, organs? I don't think so. No, it's like rice cakes and fish cakes and different noodles and quail, these little tiny eggs and all this stuff. And it was very good, but I threw up and shortly after eating and I don't know, yeah. And then like, I couldn't smell that soup again. Like the next day or a couple days later, I was in the airport and they had a stand for it. And I was just, oh, guilty by association, you know? Yeah. You're, you're better than me. That's like why I, I don't really, I'm not like dying to go back to Asia. Like Boyd really wants to go to Asia. And I'm like, that might just be like a trip with you then. Cause like, it's just, I struggled with the food so hard and it's just, I loved it. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> And like we went to a couple places where, well, not we went to one place a couple times where you cook the meat, mm-hmm. you know, in front of you. They bring the raw meat and then you cook it on the little Hot stone. Yeah, it was like a grate. And I ate duck, mm-hmm. which here I would not do that. I have no interest in that. Really? Yeah, I have no interest. I get a little weird with meat, but I was just yeah. up for anything. So. <laughs> And it was good. It was really good. It's good. 
<laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I'm happy that you had a great trip. I'm happy that you're back. Um, just so dope. Like, just so dope that you can say that you've been to Korea. Yeah, it was cool. It was a very good experience. So good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Love that. Yeah. Um. Okay, so you came back after New Year's. So how was New Year's in Korea? Was it, like, similar to what it's like here? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Oh, so New Year's is the night that I got sick. Um, we were okay. out. We were out, and all of a sudden I was, like, feeling a little pukey. Mm. And I puked in the bathroom twice, and then in both stalls, Chris and both of them. Then we went I, – I wanted to make it to midnight, though, because – I was like, I, I this will pass. I just, mm-hmm. it has to. So I went to a different bar and I drank some water and I threw up again and then I was fine. And at midnight, got it all out of me. <laughs> Let the devil out of me. Um, oh literally, because it was red. <laughs> and <laughs> at, at midnight, they had like balloons all over the ceiling. This is kind of funny. All the bartenders and servers had band-aids on their fingers and it was definitely from like tying the balloons. <laughs> they had balloons all over the ceiling so at midnight everyone was like jumping up and popping them it was crazy and then on the tvs they had you know the it's like in seoul what was going on there were there fireworks Mm, there were in seoul i I didn't hear any where i was but i was also in in a bar you know right yeah yeah okay but you guys like okay it wasn't like everyone went out to the street and like saw the fireworks okay Mm -mm, cool no um Weird fact, but I hate fireworks. What What do you hate about them? The sound? Everything. I hate, yes. I hate all of it. I think it's stupid. I think it's antiquated. Like, I want a drone show instead. That's... What does that mean? Have you seen... Oh, you haven't seen, like, the drone shows? Uh, that means nothing to me. No. Okay. So, like, in lieu of fireworks, what people do now is, like, um, there's, like, companies that will, like, assemble, like, 300 drones, 600 drones... And they will go in patterns and like draw things in the sky and it's silent. And so you can like mimic, um, like they could write out like happy new year and then they could do like a mimic of a, of a firework or like a shape oh. or like a flag or whatever. And it's eco-friendly, doesn't terrify the animals. It's not PTSD inducing for certain members of our right. society and it's like reusable. And so, um, yeah, I'm like, I want everyone to not do fireworks anymore and just to do drone shows <laughs> okay that's cool i'll have to look that up um yeah. what what did you do for new year's um <laughs> okay oh so, boy did you make boy, it to midnight I... no uh mm, <laughs> okay grandma no, but i don't have the goal of it i don't care yeah. i don't care like it's okay. just another day okay um so boyd and i have a tradition so when I when we first started dating and I started like going to like holidays at his mom's house, like I used to have um, ham on Christmas, and probably like, the second or third year that I was going to his mom's house for Christmas, like you know we know I cook a lot, and so I was like, oh, why don't we do a ham instead? And she like very quickly said no to that, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, all right then, I guess I don't get it. my holiday tradition. So we Boyd and I created a tradition called Ham Night. And ham night is the best night of the year. And okay. the best night of the year happens on New Year's. And there's a song. There's a song. Let's hear it. It's called Ham Night. Oh, boy. Do it. <laughs> ham night, ham night, best night of the year. Ham night, ham night, fills us with such cheer. And then we have different verses. <laughs> so 
Ham Night is prolific. Like, all of our friends know about Ham Night. It is the best night of the year, and it fills us with such cheer. So we have friends who, um, they're staying in in Florida for, like, a month, and they just had a baby a couple months ago. And so they asked, they're like, can we join Ham Night? And so... (laughs) We sang the song Boyd Night and we recorded it and I made it into a video with like an invitation that opened and said like you're you're invited to Ham Night and formally. so we sent that formally invited cordially actually and so we cordially invited our friends to Ham Night with their four month old baby and um, we had Ham Night so we baked a ham made bashed potatoes uh, green beans I made it a, a carrot cake. And we drank champagne and we hung out and they probably left around like 1030. Boyd and I were in bed at 1130. I heard our neighbors setting off fireworks around midnight. So I know I was like awake, but I wasn't awake. Right. And that was it. All right. I had a great ham night, though. That's great. I love that for you. (laughs) Ham night. (laughs) Did you eat Um, like leftover ham the next day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Days of ham? Mm, yeah. And then <laughs> there's like this ham place called Honey Baked Ham. I guess it's like a chain or something. And we had gotten, if you remember back to the Thanksgiving debacle, I didn't even want turkey. I just wanted mm-hmm. ham. Yeah, I do and remember. So, mm-hmm, we went and got the ham, I don't know, probably on like Monday or Tuesday of Thanksgiving. Our friend sent us a video on Wednesday. The line was like down the block for this honey baked ham place to get people's hams for Thanksgiving. So I'm glad we got our hams and um, they were banging. Wow. They were really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ham night. (laughs) Okay. I hope hope it becomes (laughs) yearly tradition for all you listeners because ham night is the best. I'm going to tell you something. It won't for me. You don't but like I, appreci- I appreciate that for you. I, lo- I think ham's fine. I don't think I need a special night of the year to eat ham. I like it. No, you do. That's but where you're wrong. But it's not my... <laughs> oh. It's not my, like, number one thing. What's your death row meal? Uh, I haven't developed it yet. We need to... Because I was... Right now. You know. Right now, if you... I don't... If they came and got you and they were like, you're you're going to death row. You I don't can't? Know. You couldn't decide? Uh, it would just like, you know, okay, so I've seen this trend on social media and I really respect the people who have like seven courses. That's what I respect. And so I would need to develop my seven. Okay. Um, all right. I want a crab cake as my appetizer. I want, uh, I want a cucumber gin gimlet up. I want some warm bread with some salted butter that's like room temperature not cold Mm -hmm. and i want like some pesto maybe on the side of that so i can dip my bread in both maybe i'll do ham because i'm in a ham night mood so Mm -hmm. i want some ham i want some boyd's famous mashed potatoes because he's fabulous at making mashed potatoes and then some like roasted green beans or some sort of vegetable I'll, i'll get back to you on that one and then um like, I don't know, like a slice of chocolate cake or maybe like a lemon tart, something like that. Mm. That's what good. do you want? That's, that's What's yours? One. <laughs> okay. So for an appetizer, I want to have crab rangoons. And, oh. um, and then after that, I don't need all these courses, just an appetizer, a meal, and a dessert. For my meal, I'd have pepperoni pizza with ranch dressing um, mm. and a Caesar salad 
with the croutons put on at the very last minute. So they're still crunchy. And then for dessert, I'd like to have black and white cookies and probably a piece of like strawberry rhubarb pie. Mm-hmm. And to drink with that, honestly, I just really love water, cold, ice cold water. And I don't, I don't really drink for taste. Like if I'm having a drink or if I'm having a glass of wine or something, I mean, it's because I want to feel a little bit, just a little bit toasty. So I probably wouldn't have mm-hmm. a drink with, with it. Yeah. Like if I could like sub in a joint, I would do that instead of the drink. But if I had to. Right. Like maybe appetizer is an edible. Yeah. Or like some mushroom chocolate. Like yeah. to start that off pre-appetizer so that I can feel like real good going into if, heaven. I don't know if I'd want to do a mushroom chocolate before, before dying. Um, because I think I would have a few too many thoughts. But if I'm high, I would just feel like chill. I guess, I don't know. I feel like if you're like on death row, like you're going to have like a lot of thoughts anyway. Yeah. Wait, so do you have like a list of like, if you were president, like things you would run on, like your presidential campaign? No, I never want to be president. I've never in my life once thought. Well, no, I, I don't need president. Like, this is like, if I'm like ruler of the world, like then I get to change things. Uh, okay. No. All right. I have, I have a list. Okay. Let's hear and it. It's an ongoing list of, of things. Okay. So this is this is if I just get to change everything and everyone agrees with me. Like got it. World leaders. Okay. Five day week. None of the seven day bullshit. Five days, three day work week, two day weekend. Makes math easier. Which days would you remove? Tuesday and Thursday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. Okay. And you work Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you get off Saturday and Sunday. And then that fixes the whole three-day work week or uh, three-day weekend that, you know, like people want. Because then you're just working three days every week and you get time back. Okay. Universal sizing for clothes and shoes needs to be based on numbers. Oh, so you just mean like a size five is the same everywhere. Size five. Who even wears that? Juniors? A size six is the same everywhere. Well, even shoe size, yeah. Like, because, okay. you know, like some some shoes, like you're at eight and a half, and then sometimes you're a nine. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Adidas everything, run big. Like, why is that? Right. No. Everything, line it up. Yes. Everything is lined up so that you know at Abercrombie, at New Balance, at Adidas, everything is going to fit you the same. That's, I'm standing okay. on it. All right. This is controversial, but the way that the American education system is going, we need it. School, all year round. We need it. But what? <laughs> it'll be nine to five, and every eight weeks. Do you, you get remember one week being off. in school? Yeah, but seven to three is so difficult for parents. Mm-hmm. It's not. It doesn't make sense because like it's basically saying that like one parent has to like not work, and so if it was nine to five with like let's say they do end at I three, but then they have extra if they have extracurriculars the or study room or whatever like. But yeah. then every eight weeks, everyone gets a week off, including businesses. Like it's like a federal holiday. Every two months, everyone gets one week off. So then like it's not like three months of – because I've heard so many parents complain that summer is so difficult because you're either shelling out thousands of dollars to send your kid to like daycare or camp because mm-hmm. you can't take that PTO off. And so like if everyone just got organized around the same schedule, everyone would be happier. Right. Wait, back to the time thing. I think, don't they do school earlier like that because of sports? 
they say that, but then in Europe, kids go to school from nine to five. Hmm. Okay. And so, like, like maybe, you know, like they go to school from nine to three, and then the last two hours of the day are sports and like or study hall or like extra help with tutoring or volunteer. Like, you know, this is like a whole. We're revamping the system here. So, you know, okay. I'm open so, to ideas. <laughs> I hear you. On, and I also like the idea, too, of every whatever number of weeks, there's like a week off. Um, I feel like it should be different, staggered. Because I think if everyone in the whole world had a, the same week off, don't that could be chaos. Well, it would be different for like shift workers and stuff right. like that. Like that, unfortunately, staggered. like you're... Yeah, but like for people with like PTO and like mm-hmm. corporate America jobs, like your yeah, company like would have to comply with with mm-hmm. like what the education system is doing. And like for people like me who don't have kids, like you just get a bonus week. And the way that I actually got that is because in Vermont, in college, every six weeks they get a week off and it has reduced the suicide rate of college students by major numbers. Yeah. And so it's like literally just good for everyone. Okay politician age limit i personally think it should be like 50 but i'm open to ideas on that but certainly a politician age limit driving test for people over the age of 70 every five years every three Mm, okay yeah and with that (laughs) then i would do some sort of initiative to get young people to basically be the drivers for old people like you get paid to take Mary Beth to the doctor or take Mary Beth to the grocery store or whatever it is because she can't drive anymore and, like, you can. Mm-hmm. Way to make money. Okay. All right. We're going to the metric system. No more of this cups, inches, all the bullshit. We're dropping it. We're going like the rest of the world. We're going to the metric system. Get used to it. Celsius. No more daylight savings time. Yeah, Celsius. No more daylight savings time. The fuck is this? We don't have time for this. We're changing tipping culture. No more tipping culture. I can't stand it. It's getting absurd. Fucking, I ordered a pizza for takeout and the the, the 25% tip is what yeah. they asked for? Mm-hmm. I, tipping for, on everything too. Like, you know, you go to Chipotle, they're like asking for tips. Like, what, what, you get paid an hourly rate. Literally, you're just, f- f- I'm tipping you to do your job. I don't get that. I don't get a tip for every email that I send. Like, what yeah, the fuck? Like you're, not t- you're not taking care of me. <laughs> you're right, not serving you're not. my food and refilling my no. drinks and getting me what I need. It's like crazy. Right. That's totally different. But like, mm-hmm. if you're just handing me my pizza that I've had to wait an hour for, like, you should be tipping me. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so we're building, we're giving <laughs> servers and whoever livable salaries, livable hourly wages... With tipping built in or, you know, like their whatever the money built in, no more tipping. I can't stand it. It should go back to if someone does a phenomenal job, then they get a tip. Not not all this. Every single fucking interaction needs to be a tip. No, yeah, no, no, no. Like no. here's a tip for talking to me, for taking my order. Like, come on. Right. And writing my name on a cup. No, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. I can do that myself. All right. This is controversial, but I really think that this will help morale. We need a Christmas in July. We need some sort of holiday in July because it's too much. Like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, 
New Year's. Boxing Day, New Year's. Absurd. All in the span of three months. It's absurd. Mm-hmm. Everyone is broke. Everyone bitches about money. Travel is bananas. It's stressful because then you have to see like Grandma Jean like that one time a year and you feel pressure. We need to spread it out. Absurd to have to see these people this many times in this short of a, and to feel a the quarter. Guilt. Yeah. To feel the guilt of, of it around this time. It just, I think it takes away from the, the spirit and like no longer. I have a couple ideas we can either do new year's in march okay and we can just keep christmas where it is and we just move new year's because i think that would be good or we switch around some holidays in this area and we throw one in july because that would really like we'll we'll like christmas and um fourth of july in the same week that would get people going so you're gonna have to like rewrite the bible and stuff too i think that would you know what there's actually evidence and this is gonna piss a lot of people people off so trigger warning Jesus was born in March. Jesus wasn't even born in December. Is that like his rebirth Christmas? It's just because they chose that. I swear to God. Oh. Jesus was born in March. So I think, honestly, like the Bible was written. You know, it's a, it's a yeah. good story. It was story. up for interpretation. It's a really good story. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you want me to be your, your president. <laughs> Wait, I have one more to add. I think we should have 13 months. And they're okay. all 28 days. Oh, okay. Okay. Because it's just, it doesn't even make sense. I mean, I, I get it. It's because like I've got, the math is basically like, I think it's 28.07 days would be if there was 13 months, right? Did you just do it? Well, no. Cause I'm thinking you have to remember we'd be on five day weeks or so it could be like 25 days or 30 days. There would be no, no more of this 31 days anymore. It oh, would just so be... you think, you think that a month, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter how many days it should just be weeks. Like uh, we can five change weeks that in a month or something or yeah, six we can weeks. just change it. Yep. That's the, the reason that we have like a certain number of days in the year is based on like how the earth moves. So we'd, I, we'd have to call in a few scientists probably. Well, I guess, I guess we can do the math then for that. But so the 13 months will make sense then. Well, do 365 days divided by five. five, Yeah. Yeah. It's 73. Okay. And now, and then, so let's say we have, have, no, how many days do you think there should be in a month? So five weeks would be 25 days or 30. Do so. Yeah. 30 to six. Okay. That's 12.1 months. So basically right now we should just have, we could stick with 12, but we just need to adjust the number of days. Maybe that's the, maybe that that's the week in in July. That's just like Christmas. And it's just mm. this random week that doesn't actually count towards July, but that's just what it is. It's just Christmas in July. Free floating. Yeah. And we just call Christmas it Christmas in holiday. the void. <laughs> June, Summer July, holiday, holiday August. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. mm-hmm. All right. You liking it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> This is getting me excited. <laughs> Trust me. <sighs> Put a lot of thought behind this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you have ideas for what I should run on, I'm a woman of the people. Send them to me. But I don't think you're running on I, these. I think these are going to have to be like, this is a dictatorship and this is how we do it now. You're the ruler. I think people would get behind it, though. It's like a lot of it makes sense. Like it's I understand the days. It's a lot the of days change. are the change. But like, let's start with the small stuff. Tur like age, a politician age limit. Everyone will get behind that. Yeah. Driving tests for someone over seventy. Everyone will get behind that. Universal clothing sizes. Everyone will get behind that. Like, 
I'm coming up with some heavy hitters that like fucking matter. Get me some tax. <laughs> get me like two tax rules in there. And <laughs> okay. I, I could unite Education. America. We got it all. I know. Seriously. Overhaul of the education system. We need that. We okay. need a lot of stuff. Yeah. All right. I don't know if I'm the woman for the job, but I'm willing. Got the ideas. <laughs> I'm thinking. Like, I don't think Joe Biden really has all his ideas. I think someone's telling right, him or- what to do, so. Could be I don't the man think behind many the of the politicians. Yeah, I don't think any of the politicians really know what's going on these days. So. Yeah, they're just a face and not a pretty one. <laughs> All right. Well, come come back with some some other presidential uh, campaign items because I feel like you'll you'll definitely think of them. I'll think. Of, oh, I'll be thinking of these. I'll be in the shower tonight and I'll be like, oh, we could do this. I mean, yeah, we'd also like overhaul like, the FDA. Like we would do like a lot. You know, it would definitely some stuff. I would with have food. To- Oh, major with food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'd have to like, I'd have to break up all the super packs. That would be like my first order of business. No more super packs. Mm-mm. No more lobbyists running this country. Mm-mm. No more red 40. Cole- yeah, You're, like- done. <laughs> You're done. You're <laughs> done. All right. <laughs> I love you. On that note. Ciao for now. See you next time. <laughs> That's another episode of Gabby Girls. Thank you for listening. Make sure to comment, rate, review, and subscribe. Let us know what you think of us and the topics we talk about. We're not for everyone, and that's okay. Bye, Jen. Love ya. Bye, Kate. Love you more.